Hey guys, welcome back to the show and thank you so much for tuning in. Today we're going to be talking about the latest monstrosity to come out of the Me Too movement, an online list where people can publicly and anonymously label others sexual predators with absolutely no proof whatsoever, as if 2020 weren't already dystopian enough as it is. Uh, check this out from the Post Millennial. So they write, this summer we witnessed a new wave of hashtag Me Too sexual misconduct allegations on social media targeting powerful men in various industries in the province of Quebec. Like the previous instance of online indictments of sexual harassment, few professed victims could present proof supporting their allegations' validity. And so we were told to believe all victims even when evidence was absent. So here I just want to stop and explain that this is all happening, this story, in the province of Quebec, which is in Canada. And if you're not familiar with Quebec, it is French Canada, the French-speaking part of Canada. So a lot of the sources that we're going to be going through are actually written in French but have been translated. Don't let that language barrier kind of distance yourself from this story, though, because if you are Canadian, this is happening in your country, and if you're American, there's a good chance that this is happening just a few hours north uh, drive of where you live. And you know what? Now that this list has been started, I really wouldn't be surprised if others like it start popping up everywhere. I could totally see different universities having lists exactly like this, actually, which is terrifying to think of, but I think that's where we're Postmillennial continues, not satisfied with the current Quebec legal process, Delphine Bergeron and an unnamed collaborator decided to curate a public list of potential sexual harassers' names. The administrators shared the list in question on a Facebook page named Dissonant, roughly translated into English as Say His Name. It includes the names of supposed sexual harassers. Their names, occupation, employers, and location are listed. Each person on the list is given a rating ranging from 1 to 3. Three. The numbers represent the type of sexual misconduct they are being accused of by their alleged victims. So here, I actually went on the Facebook page that is mentioned, and it's not as small as you would hope this libel project would be. It's got around 10,000 likes, but the list itself isn't actually kept on Facebook. It has its own domain. So if you go to Dissonant, .ca, you will see essentially just a list of, I think it is over a thousand names, people who've been accused of sexual misconduct with absolutely no proof or evidence to back it up. And what's pretty terrifying is that we'll go through, uh, you know, the ranking system that the administrators have implemented, but there are some names on there that don't even have uh, a threat level to them. So you don't know if this person is on the list because someone accused them of making an inappropriate joke or because someone accused them of actual rape, which I think is just a, a gross way to muddy the waters here. We'll go through their ranking system. Number one is reserved for inappropriate sexual comments in person by text or otherwise. Okay, so if someone texted you something raunchy, I, I really don't think that's serious enough to be kind of marching under the disonal say his name mantra. I mean, come on, come on guys. Yes, we can stand against sexual harassment, but we also don't need to have just onion-thin paper skin. Number two, that's reserved for threats, touching, voyeurism, exhibitionism, and grooming. Number three, masturbation, fellatio, digital, and actual penetration. Clearly, th there's a range of behaviors that they're trying to call out. Uh, in addition to not everyone having a actual threat level assigned to them, if you go through the names, you will also see that some people are marked as having multiple testimonials against them, which is 
very strange and it's almost a way for administrators to highlight this person as extra super dangerous even though there is absolutely no proof or even a backstory behind each of the names. There really is just a name. So there is nothing, for example, preventing an angry ex-girlfriend from making multiple testimonials pretending to be different people against this one person in order to label him, I guess, a super predator, which... I mean, if, if you're okay with that and you think that helps actual victims in any way, shape, or form, uh, you clearly don't believe in due process and the concept of innocent until proven guilty. And actually, the, the post-millennial continues with this story. It says, on the Facebook page, it's clearly stated in French by its administrators that it will give no context on why these name, names appear on their list. And so it is impossible to verify the accusations and it offers no apparent recourse for the accused to get their names removed from the list. This is probably the most terrifying part of it, right? So you you could be someone one day see that your name appears on this list of predators. You don't know why it's there. You don't know who accused you or even what they're accusing you of and you can't get your name removed. So you're just up there I guess indefinitely labeled as a sexual predator online. You might even have your employer listed on there as well. And, you know, predictably, this is already causing problems for some men uh, who feel like they have been I guess, mislabeled as a pervert by this list. So checking out the Facebook page, I actually came across this post by someone named Mathieu Gagnon. And if you're not familiar with, I guess, Quebec culture, being named Mathieu Gagnon is kind of the equivalent of being named John Smith. There are so many John Smiths out there, even in specific towns, I'm sure there are going to be multiple people with the same name as you. So this is an issue that this person brings up. He says, hello, I am looking at the list of names on Say His Name, and obviously I found mine. It must be said that just at Laval University, the last Mathieu Gagnon I met is the 23rd of the name. I am the sixth and was studying philosophy like me. The Mathieu Gagnon who is on your page is obviously not me since he is a musician in the Appalache. I am a philosopher in Quebec. However, I invite you to think about the number of Mathieu Gagnon who can be musicians in the area because just in my case, for example, if we wrote Mathieu Gagnon philosophy Laval, that means at least two people. So, even if we're not talking about individuals being wrongly accused, the fact that there is no backstory provided for any of these allegations and they feel the need to name employers as well, I think there's a very real chance of people perhaps being found on this list who who aren't weren't even the targets of the allegation but still having to live with that stigma against them. And we're living in a world where people make it seem like you either support victims of sexual assault or you support due process, but that is that is a false dichotomy that I refuse to acknowledge. Uh, we have more to talk about with this story because it really is, ooh, there's a lot going on, but first I want to give a thank you to our sponsor, Fundrise. So we've heard for years that it's important to have a diversified portfolio, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, that kind of thing, but if you've ever looked at a breakdown of the most successful portfolios, you'll typically see a diversified set of real estate. So why isn't that one of the first asset classes you consider when you're making your portfolio? Well, the answer is simple. It just hasn't been available to investors like you and me until now, thanks to Fundrise. They make it easy for all investors to diversify by building a portfolio of institutional quality real estate investments. So whether you're just starting out to invest in real estate or looking to add more, our friends at Fundrise have you covered. Here's how. 
Fundrise is an investing platform that makes investing in high quality, high potential real estate as easy as investing in your favorite stock or mutual fund. Whether you're looking to add stable cash flow via dividends or prefer long-term growth through appreci appreciation, Fundrise has you covered to date. Fundrise manages more than 1 billion in assets for over 130,000 plus investors. And since 2014, the Fundrise platform has averaged 8.7 to 12.4% annual returns and investors have earned more than 79 million in dividends in dividends alone. If anyone knows anything about investing, they will tell you that real estate is the way to go. Fundrise's team of real estate professionals carefully vets and actively manages all of their real estate projects. And with their easy to use website, you can track your portfolio's performance and watch as properties across the country are acquired, improved, and operated via asset updates. I've been on their site, you know, explored it. You do have to be an American resident to use this site, but they make it super easy and very personal. So you can decide how long you want your investment to be and how much you are willing to invest and Fundrise takes it from there. So start building your better portfolio today. Get started at fundrise.com slash Lauren to have your first 90 days of advisory fees waived. That's F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E.com slash Lauren to have your first 90 days of advisory fees waived. Again, that's fundrise.com slash Lauren. Now getting back to our story, as you can imagine, there are people out there who feel like they have been personally wronged by this website. And one such person is actually taking legal action against the site for defamation. So we have this article from Le Devoir, which is a French site, but again, this has been translated. It says, although the administrators of the Say Your Name page are the subject of a civil lawsuit, they promise to continue their work, continuing to publicly name potential aggressors and maintaining their initial posture of believing the victims above all else. Just right there. I'm guessing because of the lawsuit against them, they're now saying these are just potential aggressors that's not really made clear on the site itself. And there's a big difference between saying that, hey, this person has an allegation against them versus this person is a sexual predator. And I feel like just the fact that the Say Your Name site doesn't make that crystal, crystal clear and reinforce that at every step of the way on the site. I mean, if I were on that list, I think that would be grounds enough where I might also consider suing. It says, Say His Name will remain in the Quebec landscape, assures Delphine Bajeron, one of the administrators of the controversial page. It's really a movement made by the victims and for the victims, she underlines in an interview, an initiative aimed both at freeing the voices of victims, at protecting the population by naming potential aggressors, and at raising personal and collective awareness on consent, she explains. So obviously, consent is a really important issue, and I think it's fundamental to any relationship or encounter, but you you cannot in good conscience claim that you're trying to promote awareness of consent when also grouping in inappropriate comments, potentially even made just through text with actual, you know, issues of consent and sexual assault. Those just aren't the same. And and, and again, I, I don't think that you are doing victims any favors by just slandering people without any proof and therefore watering the meaning of what it actually watering down the meaning of what it actually means in the society to be accused of sexual assault uh, because i mean i think if everyone is accused of sexual impropriety which is i 
I could totally see that happening. It essentially means that nobody is, right? The article continues, despite the request, no name will be removed from the public list of potential abusers unless the request is made by the victim herself, maintains the one who was once a forensic illustrator. Primarily, these requests are made for security reasons, she says. So you have, again, absolutely no recourse if you are on this list to clear your name, uh, to address the accusations against you because you don't know who made them. Uh, this is some kangaroo court stuff. This is not justice by any means. Says Delphine Bergeron, who was herself a victim of sexual assault, ensures that a protocol has been put in place to collect testimonies. We take the time to talk to each victim who comes to testify in our private message box, she says. Okay, look, having a little bit of a DM chat with someone is not a sexual assault investigation, I'm sorry. And, you know, these administrators of this site, they are not judge and jury. It is not up to them to be validating or, uh, I guess, verifying claims of sexual assault before shaming people publicly. That's not their job. That's not a system that I have any confidence in. And I guess shame on people who are actually using this system instead of going to somewhere, you know, like, like the police where actual justice can be upheld. It says, subsequently, the names of potential attackers are published on a list, not specifying the background or the name of the alleged victim once posted on Facebook, but which has since migrated to a website. So three and a half months after it was posted online, the list includes some 1,500 names of men and women targeted by allegations of sexual misconduct, ranging from inappropriate words to rape, sometimes recognized by the court. And the list continues to grow. Uh, we're completely overwhelmed, says the 30 seven-year-old. Yeah, I, I bet you are. But there are tons of people out there who have a vendetta against one person or another and would love to use this means to publicly shame someone who has wronged them, maybe in a way that has nothing to do with sexual misconduct or sexual assault. Uh, you know, there is an actual sexual offenders registry that we use for similar reasons, I'm, I'm guessing, so you can just avoid that person. The difference there is that these are people who've actually, in a court of law, been found guilty versus just having means things said about them online. It says, despite the headwind, the many criticisms and a lawsuit, the mission of the project remains the same. Our premise is to believe the victims. Oh my goodness. It says, could there have been mistakes, false statements propelled by a desire for revenge or a feeling of anger? We will not answer this question, says Virginie Dufresne-Lamère, their lawyer who represents the administrators of Dissonant. They, I am sure, are fully aware that there are some people out there who are going to try to misuse their platform. As far as I can tell, they have not set up any safeguards against that, and they're perfectly fine with that. Uh, and now let's get into the actual lawsuit that is being filed against them. It says, the answers, however, clear in the eyes of Pierre Hughes Miller, the lawyer representing Jean-Francois Marquis, whose name was on the list this summer. No check is done, says M.E. Miller, and there is no way to defend yourself. It is a final and unilateral people's court. Jean-Francois is claiming $50,000 in moral and punitive damages from the administrators of the Dissonant page for defamation, in addition to asking for the site to be closed. In the last month, the lawyer says he has been contacted by around 30 other people whose names have been on the list. It is not impossible that there will be other legal proceedings. Good for you. I believe in freedom of speech, but there is a difference between between freedom of speech saying your opinion and defamation making a falsifiable assertion against someone else. And if we look at the way our society treats actual sexual predators, uh, 
it's it's horribly right and i think with good reason i'm not saying people should be easier on sexual predators but i think it is a testament to how terribly sexual predators are viewed in the society that we should be very careful before labeling someone as such when there's been no evidence provided and it says to facilitate the debate at court the name of jean-francois marquis has been removed from the list i did check the list this gentleman's name has been removed and the montrealer claims to have been wrongly named an accusation having had serious consequences consequences on the personal and professional life of many people concerned, he maintains. Several people mentioned on the list contacted me after losing their jobs, all right? So he's saying that people have already lost their jobs because of this. He says, friends and colleagues whom I have known for more than 30 years now refuse to speak to me, he said in a written exchange. This is terrible. This is going to be ruining people's lives, but it doesn't seem like the people in charge of the site care at all. We in no case do we ask that, answers Delphine Bergeron. What we want is for people to question themselves. Individual and collective awareness is the basis of this punchy project. The problem is bigger than each individual story. This is what we also want to emphasize. Why and how is it that we have come to this as a society? BS. I call BS. If you were more concerned about just the general culture in society of how we treat this issue, you would be doing things like publishing the stories of different uh, survivors, right? Um, describing their experiences so people can learn more about what victims have gone through and maybe be more aware of what situations could potentially be dangerous if you're someone who's, you know, maybe more sheltered. The fact that these people are creating a list with not only people's names, but also their location and employers tells me they absolutely want this list to be used for the purposes of retribution. I mean, there's there's no other reason for being as specific with trying to name and dox people as they are being. You know, this whole trial by social media is something we've been seeing more and more as the Me Too movement has grown more popular. And I think what we are seeing now is just a lack of accountability uh, for people who make these allegations. You know, you can tarnish someone's reputation, perhaps for the rest of their life and perhaps, uh, you know, irreputably, without providing any evidence whatsoever. Things like defamation or heck, even violent threats, uh, you know, saying these baseless things, calling someone a sexual assaulter, I, I don't know what the best way to hold people accountable to those claims is. And actually, you know, I'm bringing this up because I would love to hear from all of you. What is the best way to handle this going forward? Uh, with lists like Say His Name, I think we are probably going to be entering a new era where it is just court of public opinion. And I don't think we are equipped as a society to effectively, uh, you know, vet, validate and verify these claims when so much of what is said is done behind cartoon avatars. So, I mean, that's pretty much all I have to say with this story. Sorry, I don't have a more definitive solution. But as always, I would love to know your thoughts. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.